We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from MailChimp. I use MailChimp. Oh, really? No. No, not really. Previously on Saints Serial. I want you to think back over the last 17 weeks. Specifically, three and a half hour blocks of time. On 13 Sundays, two Monday nights, and a Thursday night. What were the New Orleans Saints doing at those times? Where have the 2014 Saints been since August? Why did the Saints never return home after October 26th? How come Rob Ryan's hair doesn't sparkle anymore? Should we believe drinking the Kool-Aid is a plausible alibi for missing tackles? I mean, how do you recreate what happened last October in 2014? It's like trying to make a peanut butter sandwich with glue and a popsicle. Since Jimmy Graham's Hail Mary didn't count, does it mean he doesn't pray? And wasn't at church on November 9th like he said he was? And just who are Andrew Juge's inside sources? That ridiculousness. That, that was weird. That was me. That was me and Kevin's idea. And sometimes we do the podcast for you, and sometimes we do it just for us. And that was for me, that was for Kevin, and like four of our followers on Twitter. But we don't care, because we loved it and we spent way too much time on it. Alright, Juge, I'm going to start with you. Um... Right. Aren't you supposed to love on the Pelican House? Too? Oh, yeah, the Pelican. We are sponsored yeah, by the. Yeah, the real sponsor. The real sponsor. We are sponsored by the Pelican House. 2572 City Place Court in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Go there tomorrow. Watch the Music City Bowl. LSU is going to dump truck Notre Dame. Drink I actually a- I actually had. Uh, I watched the first half of the Saints Bucks at, at, the, at uh, the Pelican House, nice. and then I what left, a- and then the game got better. So. No, no. All right. The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. All right. Andrew, that was magnificent, magnificent tank job by the Buccaneers. Yeah. If this, How close, in your opinion, was either Lovey Smith calling people down from the stands to play in the second half to make sure Tampa lost? Or I believe the Tampa Bay – what do you think the odds are that the Tampa Bay general manager – called Lovey Smith at halftime and said, for the love of God, if you do not lose this football game, so help me God, I'm going to trade for Jay Cutler. Well, that's exactly what I thought happened. I, I literally <laughs> thought that uh, they at 27 at halftime, you know, the Bucks were dominating that game, and somebody from up top said, uh, we've got a first-round pick on the line. You, the first pick overall, you better Don't fuck it up. Now. Like, hey, good job. You showed for <laughs> half that you're better than the Saints. Yeah. Now uh, quit fucking around and lose yeah. They didn't. They, Andrew, they did not. They benched Mike Evans. They had – Vince Jackson had a quad injury early. They pulled uh, Levante David, and they didn't yeah, – Doug, Doug, I don't think Doug Martin had a carry in the second half. And they didn't throw the ball in the second half. Yeah, the they threw four quarter. passes. Four passes in the they second half. They played the ball 13 times. So, I mean – that was a magnificent job of tanking. Um, yeah, and any any Saints fan that believes otherwise is fooling themselves. No, the, I mean it, it literally. I mean, it was an intentional tank job and an intentional loss by the Bucks, and it's the only reason the Saints won that game. I firmly yeah. believe. That. I mean, it was tank ripped. The only thing I give the Saints credit for is Tampa did run the ball 13 times, and if the Saints wouldn't have given a crap, Tampa could have run for 150 yards. That's the only kind of positive you can take from it, that the Saints 
defense did care and they do play hard for Rob Ryan. They didn't quit and get and get dominated by the second team, Tampa Bay Bucks. But besides that, it's the little things. It's the little things. Um, Kevin, Sean Payton didn't fire anybody today. Um, are Yay! you are you upset? And but will he do it? Will he will he fire anybody later on? Uh, is he going to fire this? Oh yeah, wait. Isn't the secondary coach leaving? Well, he said he didn't know. You know, Sean Payton was like, I don't know. He's still on the staff, according to me. I haven't heard nothing. But he's leaving to go to Vanderbilt, which I'm not sure if going from the Saints secondary coach to the Vanderbilt defensive coordinator. I don't know if that's a step up or a step down. Uh, well, you were shitty at your job in the pros, and you're <laughs> going to a team that's going to get the doormat treatment <laughs> in the SEC. So. Fucking, I mean, basically, I mean, isn't this basically the, uh, oh, why can't I think of his name? The fuck, the, the, the guy I hate. He's Who's stealing? the guy I hate? Pete Carroll? No, 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 no. The guy that was with the Saints for so goddamn long. Rick Venturi. Oh, oh Vic, Rick the, Venturi. Yeah this, is, yeah, this is the Rick Venturi uh, treatment. Like he's it's watch. He's going to he's going to do that in Vanderbilt for a little while. He's going to somehow manage to come back to the NFL after a while and be a position coach. And then he'll probably be a fucking defensive coordinator and maybe he'll be a fucking interim coach. But he's going to blow for probably the rest of his career. So (laughs) but hey, he can get me can make money. So good for him. Um, He's not fucking with the Saints in the process anymore. So. uh, yeah. Mazel well, they said he was – they gave him so much credit mm-hmm. last year when Kenny Vaccaro wasn't a dump truck. But, Andrew, uh, in during Black Monday today, we'll get to Atlanta firing Mike Smith. Um, but Chicago, not really surprising, but they, they fired everybody. Um, the Saints offensive line was kind of spotty or crappy if you want to be mean in 2014. Uh, Aaron Cromer, he's not – going to get uh, another coordinator position, I don't think. Not when you cry in front of your team and have to apologize to your quarterback. Um, Aaron Cromer may be coming back? Uh, I don't think so. Um, and the only reason I say that is I, I feel like when he left the Saints to begin with, um, you know, I don't think the Saints were psyched with how he did as an interim coach. I, I didn't think he really nailed that job for the time he had it. And um, so I think that's part of it. But I also so I, I think it was just kind of time for him to go. But and I think Larry Holder said this on Twitter. Um, but when, when something like this happens, like you go to the media and you throw your quarterback under the bus and you kind of come out and admit it. I mean, that's like the one thing. Yeah. If you, if you if you can't keep shit in house, that that is the one thing that. Sean Payton cannot stand for. Yeah, and that, I was that's, like, uh, from a trust factor, I just don't think there's any way he's messing with that. That stunned me that a, that a Sean Payton protege popular would do that. Like a lot of things, but that's I mean, like the Saints. Their one thing is you don't fucking leak, and they, you know, um, they did it. But um, Kevin, you think uh, the jolly fat man? You think he's he's gonna he's gonna be here next year, right, Rob Ryan? Oh, I almost couldn't tell if you were talking about Santa or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think he's hanging around. I don't see – I mean the only the, – the only upgrade – and this was something I, I would like to think I would have opined for prior to Rob Ryan coming in was, was to have Rex Ryan as the defensive coordinator, just to have as much insanity as possible. But <laughs> we've already got Rob, and there's no way we're – cutting Rob to get Rex, so... Did you guys see the, t- the picture of Twitter with, uh, of Rob Ryan at the grocery with four pints of Ben & Jerry's? Yeah! <laughs> Taking a picture with a fan? That's Ooh, my dude right there. No, it was a couple days. It was it was before the game. It was like, I think okay. it was like last... It was like last Friday, I think. I saw it, I was like, that's awesome. That would be hilarious if that was on the way to the Buck Stadium. <laughs> it's like, oh... Uh, I got to get something for one dur- one before the game, two at halftime, one after the game. That's uh, how Rob rolls, people. Andrew, um, they had, you know, whenever a team is supposed to be a Super Bowl contender sucks and goes seven to nine, they might not have Black Monday of firings. The Saints didn't today, obviously, but they they do a lot of times have the airing. They do have like 
the airing of grievances. And the one mm-hmm. guy who was really honest was Zach Streif. He was like, dudes not dudes were late for flights, dude were late for meetings. Did I miss this during the I don't remember anybody reporting this. Yeah, I mean I, I heard rumors of it during the season and uh, you know, it's hard to it's hard to, you know, know what to trust. And a lot of times you hear things that you can't really run with um, because you don't know how reliable uh, the information is. But, I mean, that, that's stuff I've heard over the course of the season. I, I've heard a lot of stuff relating to Corey White and, and Kenny Vaccaro specifically. Um, but, uh, you know, you don't know. And, I mean, obviously the one guy that, that was reported was Kyrie Fort. Um, and, obviously, he had a major issue um, with it because he ended up getting cut as a fourth round pick um, just for general tardiness, missing meetings, sleeping through stuff. And then he got cut again um, by the Bengals too, didn't he? Right. So, you know, Peyton got asked about this at his conference today and he said he didn't think it was necessarily any worse than any other season. He said just when that stuff happens and you're losing, um, it, it kind of you know, maybe has a little bit bigger of an impact or seems worse than it is because you're looking at every little thing and blaming it on why you're losing. Uh, but look, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I mean, I might, I might be late for a meeting from time to time. But I mean, I, I show up for work every day. I'm never late, really. You know, I mean, maybe yeah. every once in a while. But I, I just, to me, that that seems like a problem, you know. Um, so I, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's harder without knowing the exact details and how often it's happening. Uh, but it's definitely concerning because, uh, you know, if guys can't get where they're supposed to be on time, then how are they supposed to do well in the field? Yeah, and I remember I was listening to ESPN Radio, and, and, and Chris Carter made an interesting point about tardiness for meetings and stuff. He said, you know, the point you made about winning and losing, he said he remembered, you know, they, they got on uh, a player for the Patriots. I think it was Revis. He, he called the Patriots, and he's like, I'm going to be late, and they sent him home or whatever. And Chris Carter, he said he remembered one time when he called – Dennis Green and he's like I'm going to be late for the meeting and Dennis Green just stayed outside the meeting room until Chris Carter got there and was like oh sorry guys I was late so like teams kind of they make a big deal out of that sometimes and sometimes they don't like you like you said when you know when the the Saints were 11 and 1 and and a a couple guys are late eh, no big deal when you're 5 and 8 where the fuck are you you know um Kevin Marcus Colston, he scored the winning touchdown. Props to him. He looked faster than I've ever seen him this year on the little touchdown scamper. Um, do you think he's back in 2015? If he renegotiates, yeah. Because every, everywhere I'm reading, it's that, oh, my God, he's due a ton of fucking money. And, you know, like the sad thing is, is, is he, he, he really – he really seemed to have a down year and let me just pull that up <laughs> well you know i mean it's important that i look at the stats because you know hell I, I was i was thinking jimmy graham had the worst year of all time no and then and then and then fucking fox on sunday was saying oh he still he scored 10 touchdowns i was like jesus christ he scored 10 so I was stunned by that. So I mean, this this has to be the the worst. That had to be like the worst ten touchdown season ever. Uh, da, 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 da. Marcus Colston pulling up the numbers. Yeah, nine hundred yards, five touchdowns. I mean, it's kind of down for him. But considering what he's getting paid, it's it's not you know, it's not good. So, so, so basically, he's gonna have to renegotiate his deal, or, or else we're gonna have to let him walk. And as somebody uh, posited on Twitter the other day, he's gonna fucking go to the Patriots. He's gonna step into the rejuvenation machine. He's gonna have two fucking blistering years where he catches like 1,200 yards, nine touchdown <laughs> passes, and he's gonna probably win a goddamn ring with Tom Brady because uh, God fucking hates us. Andrew, um. If I had to, t- if I asked you who ha- who on the Saints had the worst year in 2014, and you can't do Jarris Bird because he got injured four weeks, but who of the players that played most of the year and didn't miss a significant time due to injury, in your opinion, just sucked in 2014? Oh man, um, 
Kenny Vaccaro. I mean, that, that that's the top of the list of just, you know, a guy that there was medium to high expectations in uh, that under, you know, under delivered in every Andrew, facet. Before, before he got hurt last year, he was getting pushed. He was starting to get a hard push for defensive rookie of the year. Like Grantland did a piece on him. People were starting to mention him. He was really building momentum. He broke his yeah. leg, obviously, against Carolina. But Jesus, God, I mean. Yeah, he fell off a cliff. I mean, he was just atrocious. I mean, you you could blame Patrick Robinson, who started slow, Corey White, who struggled all year. You you could blame those guys, but I'm not sure I expected much more out of those guys. I I think with Vaccaro, it's a lot worse because the expectations coming in uh, were so high. I mean, obviously, Jairus Bird was a huge disappointment. I mean, even before he got injured, uh, the the way he was playing was was pretty god-awful. Um, you know, Akeem Hicks was a disappointment. I, I thought Galette, I mean, you know, Galette ends the year with 10 sacks. Cam Jordan ends the year with seven and a half. To be honest with you, Cam Jordan kind of had the year I expect. Last year for me was the big surprise. I never, I remember years ago on this podcast, you asked me, hey, what's the ceiling for Cam Jordan? And I always said, I could see him as a six, seven, maybe eight sack guy. I never thought he would get kind of into the double digits or even do- yeah. a dozen sacks. So for me, that was a surprise. I-, I think Kim Jordan had an okay year. I mean, he had a lot of double teams. I mean, I think overall he, he ends with seven and a half sacks, played yeah. the run pretty well. You know, he gave Gallette some opportunities with all the double teams. So I thought he was okay. I thought Gallette was okay. I thought he was disappointing against the run. But, yeah, I mean, for me, the number one guy, if I, if I pick one name, it has to be Vaccaro. Kevin, who was your most disappointing saint of 2014? <sighs> I mean, honestly, we were just talking about Colston. He, he's got to be up there. Yeah. Oh, God. God, do I, do I want to say uh, – like part of me wants to say Jimmy Graham, <laughs> but he's been fucking bang, banged up and injured – yeah, at least he has the excuse of once he feels better physically, he'll probably be back to normal. And he still fucking had ten touchdowns, which blew, yeah. which still blows yeah. my damn mind. I, I don't think Marcus Colston is necessarily ever getting back to normal. Yeah. Um. Fuck it, I'm just gonna say Kenny Vaccaro. I it, it's like I can't I can't bring myself to throw shade at Marcus Colston. Yeah, Marcus. I just Col- can't. I just can't. He was he was he he was just I I I don't know. I I have I just I've loved him since they fucking drafted him in the seventh round and and he made the fucking team anyway. I, you know, I, I support he, 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 he this. Too Hoss. good too good for too long. You can't throw him under the bus. Yeah, and I mean the thing is with Colston, I'm not saying I'm not saying he is gonna he can go back to his peak. But the but Andrew the drops and the fumbles that's that's a fixable, right? Yeah, I think I, mean, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, mean, I don't I don't think all of a sudden you get old and you stop being able to catch the ball and you stop being able to hold on to it. I mean that that's that's not an aging issue. That's yeah. the last thing to go. Yeah, I mean I think the the thing with Colston is he, he was never fast, but I, I think he's taken a beating and I don't think he could do those weird contortions that he used to do. You know when he was in his prime, those right. like where he could contort and get him get himself to make those tough catches he has trouble doing that and i think that's one of the main reasons but i mean the fumble against atlanta and the key drops that he i mean he could he could fix that if he fixed that and gave the saints 85 to 90 percent of what he gave him this year he'd be worth four and a half million dollars you know another guy i'll throw in the mix is jari evans i mean he's a guy that Yes, yes, he made the Pro Bowl, but I, I just thought, well, you know, for, based on what we're used to with him, I, I think we're starting to see a decline well, with him. Here's my question, Andrew: You grade the, you grade the, the team every week. Um, I don't think they need offensive line help, but they can't go in and say, you know, everybody's like, get rid of everybody on the offensive line, and get, you can't go and get five new guys. So I think they'll keep Armstead, and I think Street yeah. was underratedly good. Yeah, I, don't I agree. Th- I don't think they can go and get two guards and a center through the draft and free agency. So no. of the interior, who stays, who goes, who gets a reduction? Well, I think you've got a couple guys in-house that have promise. I told you all along, I, I've loved Senio Kelamete. I loved him in training camp when I went to the Greenbrier and saw him play. 
Um, you know, I watched those drills where yeah. they go one on one. And he was the most dominant, honestly, a lot of times. And that was a big reason why he made the team to begin with, uh, made the 53-man roster. Now, he never really got a chance this year, uh, but that was the guy that really impressed me. So I think at least they've got a guy, an interior guy, that they're kind of developing at guard. Um, Tim Molito is a guy who's actually started games and done reasonably well at center. So I think you feel like you've maybe got a guy that you can promote and, and be a center. Um, I don't know that you just hand the job at Calamete. I mean, you have to have a veteran in there. Uh, I think between Grubbs and, and Evans, I think they were both kind of disappointing. Um, I think I think Evans, look, e- Evans just isn't the dominant all-world guard that he used to be. I mean, he, he, he's, he's on a decline. Um, when he went up against guys like McCoy, um, Sue, I mean, when he went up against Fairley, when he went some, against some of these elite defensive tackles, he, he kind of got dominated a few times this season. Um, but... I still think he's a serviceable guard. It's not like he's dropped off so far that he's incompetent. Um, he's just not what he used to be. So I think you try to renegotiate with him, get him a, a contract, a cap number that um, doesn't hurt you as much. He, he's already intimated that he wants to stay, that, that the Saints yeah. will find a way to keep him. And uh, so, you know, I think maybe Ben Grubbs is the guy you part with. I mean, I don't know if that means, you know, you get some competition for Calamete and then whoever wins in camp wins, or if you just – outright hand him the job, but um, that, that would maybe be one guy I could see leaving. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady renegotiated again today, so I was my Twitter feed was filled up with, Drew Brees needs to do the same, and I feel like, Kevin, these Tom Brady renegotiation comes out, and when they first come out, they're like, he, he took $20. He's going to get paid $20 on a hamburger next year. And then the fine print comes, and it's like, no, nah, not really. He just shuffled around some money. But do you think – the Saints. Because well, they- whatever they fucking did, the Saints got to do that too. Then, I mean, look, <laughs> you call it, call it whatever the fuck you want. If it really is twenty dollars and a fucking Happy Meal, fine. But if it's really okay, we're gonna hide some money here. We're gonna re- we're gonna send some money uh, to the GoldenEye satellite, bounce <laughs> some shit through the Caymans, whatever. Fine, do that with Breeze. Whatever is going to free up more fucking money. Because, you know, everybody's talking about, oh, my God, this team's this team's over the cap, team's over the cap. Well, got to fucking fix it. And you sure as hell can't stand pat with what we got. So some guys got to renegotiate. Drew Brees is one of those fucking guys. Andrew, your thoughts on that? Well, I don't know that Brees will probably end up making more money. Uh, but giving the Saints more cap flexibility. You know, uh, that, that's the one thing a lot of times when we say renegotiate, it doesn't necessarily mean these guys are making less money. In fact, a lot of times they're getting it in a lump sum ahead of time. Uh, so they're actually making a little bit more, but giving the team uh, some flexibility in how many pieces they can add that season. So um, I think with a guy like Breeze, that absolutely makes sense. I think with the guys like Jari Evans, uh, definitely Colston, we're talking about straight up pay cuts. Um, and that's how they stay on this team. And so you have to wonder, are they too proud to do it? Uh, do they accept it at this point in their career? Um, but I, I think with some of those guys, I mean, you have to be realistic with Colston, for example, nobody's going to pay him the cat. I mean, he, I think his cap number is like 8 million next, next season. God. Nobody's going to pay that kind of money for Marcus Colston. In fact, he, he's, he's not going to make half that. Um, you know, on an open market. I mean, I could see maybe some team giving him like a two-year, $6 million deal or something like that. Who? Oakland, Ra- Oakland Raiders are on line one. Yeah, yeah they have to I pay mean, the Raider tax. Right, right. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I could – and, and I, I'm just throwing numbers yeah. out there. But, I, I mean, realistically, I just don't think Colston commands that much on an open market anymore. So I, I think if you're Colston, you realize that, and it's like, look, do I really want to go somewhere else, start all over, learn a new playbook, develop chemistry with a new quarterback at 31, yeah. or or do I just accept my salary getting slashed in half and keep playing for the Saints? And I mean, I don't know what his living situation is, but I'm sure he has a home and family down in New Orleans, and he, he doesn't want to uproot the whole thing if he doesn't have to. So Hofstra financial plan and these, you know, they, they, they're smart there. Well, I have to question uh, the investment in arena football, actually, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but anyway, uh, so 
I, I would think these guys would stay. And I agree with Kevin when he said earlier that he thinks Colston will stay at a, at a discount. Um, but, you know, pride and money is a weird thing. And that that's the one thing you can never know for sure is uh, how realistic these guys are about what they, the market. Sometimes, sometimes they have to see the market to believe it. Yeah. Speaking of money, please donate to the podcast so we can raise enough funds for 2015. Go there. PayPal. Even 50 cents. It matters. So, um, before we get to the tons of Twitter, if questions, we get to ten, I tell you what, if we get to ten thousand dollars donated, Juge will out one of his sources. <laughs> By the way, people on Twitter, just because I'm on Twitter and you're on Twitter doesn't mean that you get con- uh, you get free reign to be a dick to me. If I don't want to follow you. <laughs> I don't have to. Like, like if you were coming over my house and you were an asshole to me, I'd be like, leave. You don't get like free reign to be a dick to me. I can, I can enjoy Twitter however I want. And second of all, I'm not fighting Andrew Juge's battles. Okay, that's just a little true Twitter rant by me. Sorry. And we off, are we off topic? Well, I, I think part of your problem there, Ralph, is that uh, unfortunately I've I've blocked some people, and so uh, you're you're the next yeah, in line. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't care. You're, you're, you're the publicized buddy. Yeah, but I mean, I'm like, dude, I'm not fighting Andrew. Dude. And then he's like, you unfollowed me. I'm like, they like three people that I'm like unfollowed. I'm like, well, I can do whatever the hell I want on Twitter, just like you can. I don't want to hear your nonsense anymore. <laughs> no, I mean. You know, I mean, it's not- I've managed. I've managed to not block anybody thus far. I mean, and Grant, and, and yeah. don't get me wrong. I've I've gotten tagged a couple of times recently, but I'm just like, eh. I mean, I got I got a little. Actually, it's not that. I've probably blocked total twenty people over the lifetime of Twitter. But I was just salty this week because I had a horrible week gambling in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I was salty. Um, well, I mean, I've preemptively blocked people that I work with. Oh so, yeah. But that, but that, that you have to do. Yeah, you do. But uh, uh, so it's like you never really existed, right, Kevin? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like right, I'm right. just, I'm just, you know, you know, shrinking my social media footprint for for select people at work, and uh, you know. Look, my my main thing is if you get to a point where ten to twenty percent of all of your tweets are consistently targeted at one person. And you're kind of coming up with the same refrain, the same narrative over and over again, then you're, you're probably doing it wrong. But you're spending too much <laughs> angst and energy just spiting someone. Yeah. They're, they're going to love this. They are. They, are. Well, they, don't, they don't even listen to this podcast. No. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm just saying. They're going to come out of the fucking water with knives in their teeth. And they're not gonna. They're gonna see the fucking. They're gonna see the thirty foot high wall with you, and then they're gonna look over at me hanging out in a fucking pillbox, and then they're gonna come and cut me down. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. I mean, we need the sound effect of the sad trombone. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, before we get to Twitter questions, um. Carolina won the NFC South at seven, eight, and one. They didn't win a game. Yay. They didn't win a game for two months. Yay! Um, are we? We're not rooting for them, correct, Andrew? We're not. Hell no. 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 We no. want who them to get dumped as wait. quick as possible. Wait, who are they playing? They're playing Arizona. They're gonna beat Arizona. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, I'm rooting for Arizona. Lindsay's absolutely we're rooting go, for Arizona. Go buzzsaw. Lindsay's terrible. Yeah. But uh, so we're, we're rooting for we're rooting for you know and the shame. Lindsay or Lindley? Lin, is it Lindley? I don't know. He's garbage. That's what he is. That's his <laughs> name. I call him hot garbage. He's the third quarterback. He he completed a flea flicker for a touchdown and that's all he did. Hey. Um, um, but it's gonna be hard because if Carolina wins, they probably will play. Seattle and if 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 Carolina plays Seattle, who do you root for, Kevin? God, Seattle. Oh God, I don't. I'm rooting just, for Bane. Just root, just root for them to to win down the to lose down the road. Yeah, I'm rooting for Bane. <laughs> Bane. Uh, I can't Click a button and implode the fucking field. Cam Newton, I like Cam Newton or Pete Carroll. That's just like a 
God. That's like have the choice of having your throat slit or getting run over by a bulldozer. Um, <laughs> swear to God. All right, this That's is a- this is more fun. Mike Smith got fired today, Andrew. Um, and but Jim Harbaugh went to Michigan, so Atlanta can't get him. Who is your dream hire for the Falcons, and who is your uh, nightmare hire, and who do you think? Juju there. He's not there. Oh! Um, Kevin, who is your dream hire for the Atlanta Falcons? Oh, God. Oh. Well, no, they no, they, they didn't fire him. They didn't fire Lovey, so Lovey's still around. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I would have just have to say Mark Tressman. Mark Tressman. <laughs> That's your, yeah. dr- that's your dream hire. Sure, why not? Why not? I don't, I don't – here's the thing. I don't give two shits about who the Falcons hire. I really don't. It, it, you know, like if they would have hired – here's the thing. If they would have hired Jim Harbaugh, I would have been, ah, fuck. But the, the Saints still have the best coach in the fucking division. Still the best coach in the division. Yeah. Uh – I'm calling you. Yeah. They hire Rex Ryan as the coach. Okay. I'm going to say, ah, hell. And then I'm going to move past it. But I don't give a shit who the Falcons bring in. So guess what? Bring in Mark fucking Tressman (laughs) and then find a way to fucking, you know, he'll find a way to fuck that up too. We'll have the, if they hire Tressman, I'm having the Falcoholic on for an hour and a half. Great. (laughs) Great. Juju, whatever whatever Juju talent back. fucking Matt Ryan had will be eroded. Matt Jude, are you back? I'm back. Yeah, my apologies. Yeah. My uh, your phone. My uh, yeah, sorry. We, my, we were talking. We were talking about. I asked Kevin since Mike Smith got fired. Who was my Andrew? Who is your dream hire for the Falcons? Who is your nightmare hire? And who is your realistic hire? Kevin's dream hire is Mark Tressman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that as a dream hire. I, I think Rex Ryan. I actually think Rex Ryan's a good coach, but I do think it would be entertaining if he were hot. And it it doesn't intimidate me so much that uh, I would be against it, so to speak. So um, I, I would like a Rob Rex Ryan hire for the Falcons. Um, you know, I will say I, I thought a Lovey Smith hire for Tampa was terrifying, and that that ended in yeah. 2014 this year. So. Uh, now, you know, maybe he builds something and over time that, that becomes more threatening. Uh, you know, Ron Rivera was never a very intimidating hire to me in Carolina, and he's now won the division twice. So um, I, I don't really know where that leaves me in terms of uh, my, my expertise, you know. But um, I, I would say Harbaugh was probably the one that scared me the most. So it looks like Michigan's a done deal, and I feel good about that. My, my dream hire would be Mike Singletary. Who almost got the job? Um, I don't think that. I mean, I mean, he 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 basic the, the team that Jim Harbaugh went to three straight NFC championships with. Mike single Mike Singletary couldn't get to eight and eight, so he can wreck a team. But I don't think that's a real. I don't think that that's that's my dream hire. Um, also, I think a realistic one, and I would be perfectly happy with this. Josh McDaniels. Oh God, he is a. If he's not coaching Tom Brady, he's a hot pile of garbage. And they asked for permission for him. I think he'd be a fantastically good hire if, if you're a Saints fan. Um, but I think they're probably going to end up getting Rex Ryan. Because they need they need a guy who's going to sell tickets in their new stadium. And I think they think Rex Ryan will be that. So Yeah, but you only get that for one year. Yeah. I mean, you only get that kind of bump for, for one year off of a coach, if that. Yeah, but they, I mean, they need to move. They got that new stadium, Kevin. They need to win, and they need to move seat licenses. And and like Atlanta is not like a hardcore sports city, you know. I mean, if yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, oh. So so it's hard. So um, that's that's it. So all right, now we've we've got uh, we got a ton of just ridiculousness on uh, on Twitter. Good. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, let's start with this one. Uh, Any, anything from Breeziest? 
No. <laughs> oh, now you named him, damn it. <laughs> What's the prize for most questions fired at you while watching Arkansas, Texas? Um, a golf clap? I don't know. Um, this is from Brian Ortiz. Uh, Andrew, what do you think about the possibility of bringing Cromer and Dennis Allen back as O-line and defensive backs coach? Well, we already discussed Cromer. I don't think that's happening. Um, I don't see Dennis Allen accepting anything less than a defensive coordinator position. I think he, he's proven himself at that, at that level. He's done well, so I think he'll get a job there. Um, now, if the Saints want to fire Rob Ryan and, and go with Dennis Allen instead, I think that would definitely be a possibility. I think he would love to come back under that scenario, but I don't think he'll be a position, position coach. All right. All right, Kevin, this is a fun one for you. Everyone in the panel gets one vote for MVP of the Chronic Podcast for 2014. Explain who and why. Uh, hmm. I know my vote. I'm voting Juge. I'm voting I'm voting Kevin Held. Go to last week's podcast, zip forward to the 32-minute mark, and just enjoy. <laughs> I won it late. <laughs> he won it late. It was close, and Kevin went over the top. I listened to that rant like four times. I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is from Hans. What are the New Year's? Well, wait. What about Juge? Oh, Juge, you get a vote, too. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm not picking Kevin because uh, that fucking Missouri news. Uh, Put him on IR. Ooh, that's a good point. Podcast this year. It's a good point. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, yeah. Kevin was like, I'm, I'm trying to think of a Saint player who like you know Kev, you know what Kevin reminds me of this year his performance was like Mark Ingram 2013 where like when he comes on the podcast and he actually performs it's like the Cowboys game where he runs for 200 yards and no one can tackle him and his performances are amazing but then the other half the time he's a no-show so um, <laughs> literally so, so I, I will say that Kevin's performance when he's actually on the podcast is amazing so I mean, for me, it's got to be Ralph. You're, you're the you're the host. You're the workhorse. It doesn't happen without you. So yeah, I I'll pick Ralph. Thanks. Um, so I guess. But I still love you, Kevin. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. So I, guess, <laughs> I, so I guess I guess that's three votes for one vote each for us and none for Dave. Yeah. So, so. so he's voted off the island. He's voted off the island. <laughs> Dave's probably like he's making he's making like uh, Tulane homecoming T-shirts 2015. Um, Breaking in cash right now. Cash. Uh, Hans asks, what are the New Year's plans for the drunk reindeer in your pick, Ralph? That's my avatar. Uh, he's going to rehab. He'll be ready for Christmas uh, 2015. He's coming down soon. Um, who'd? This is from Alfredo. Who'd make Hakeem uh, – who'd make Kevin's best tag team wrestling partner? Uh, what are we – Yeah, from the podcast. Oh, well, wait. Oh, shit. I interpreted that question as just – Broadly. Actual wrestler. Oh, oh, yeah, actual well, wrestler. That's the, yeah. Do that. Well, I tell you what. Look, if if we're well, going. Wait, wait. First, you have to do that, and then you have to pick one person from the podcast. Well, if we're doing from the podcast, I'm picking Juge because, uh, because Juge, uh, like Ralph, uh, Ralph ain't exactly fleet of foot. <laughs> I am not. Uh, I've hung out with Dave, and and I'm not picturing Dave. Uh, Dave. <laughs> So, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Juge, Juge is probably a little bit more athletic, and at the very least, we can use the tennis racket as a weapon. There you go. Uh, and if I'm and if I'm going for if I'm going for professional wrestler, active or all time, the answer is the same, and it's the Great Muda. <laughs> poison a, mist for days. I thought for days, sure you'd, thought for sure you'd go with one, two, three, kid. Oh, pipe down. <laughs> Juge, you can make any three off-season moves. What are they? Oh, does that include getting rid of people? or you, can any, I anything, make, let's, let's pick up. Anything you want. You can bend FaceTime no, continuum. cap prohibitive? Well, yeah, it is cap prohibitive. Like, you, you can... You, like oh, well, that, just kills, gonna... that just kills my question, dude. That just kills my question. <laughs> you can't go. I'm I had inside. no. I had no rule. There were no rules or restrictions on this man. Oh, there so were you... no rules or restrictions. Uh, I'm gonna sign. I'm gonna sign Dominic and Sue. I'm gonna sign Houston from Kansas City, and my defense is gonna have 97 sacks. <laughs> you can do three things. They have to be realistic, Andrew. 
I don't even know who the free agents are. I haven't even looked at them yet. But um, well, you could do it by well, position. You could do it by position if you want. You could say yeah. I mean, I I would love. Obviously, I'd love to get Patrick Peterson from from uh, the Cardinals. But no, I, I mean, I just a, a corner, just a cover corner. Uh, if if there's one thing I can point to this whole season that's just been uh, the constant, it's horrific coverage on the other side of Keenan Lewis and. The offensive line, you know, a lot of criticism with them. They've come and gone. The linebackers, the tackling, that's come and gone. Uh, but for me, the one constant all year has been that number two corner. Whoever has been starting has been awful. Um, so that, that that's priority number one for me, period. I mean, they have got to get a competent cover guy, uh, maybe even two of them. Um, beyond that, uh, gosh, I mean, I'd love a linebacker that can actually run, that's fast, that can go sideline to sideline, maybe make some plays, um, outside linebacker. So, um, you know, those are the two positions. And maybe, um, I have a feeling Bunkley's done, so maybe number three would be a defensive tackle, um, get a guy that can spell John Jenkins, plug up the middle, and, and create some, some mayhem. I'm going to say my three moves is I'm getting a – I'm going to get a corner. I don't know if he'll be as good as Keenan Lewis, but he'll be in that same price range, like a mid-level 5 to $7 million corner when they call out some cap room. I'm going to trade down, so that's going to make Kevin happy. I'm going to select Yay! Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to trade down from th- from 13 to the high 20s, and I'm going to get Lel Collins, and I'm going to have an extra second-round pick. And I'm also going to try to get – Michael Crabtree from San Francisco as another receiver if his market collapses and I can get him on. Now the- let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Ralph. Um, where where do you put Lyle Collins year one? Do you do you bench Zach Street? Do you unload Zach Street? I put it. No, I put him. I'm putting. I'm I'm getting rid of Grubs and I'm putting Collins at guard. And You're putting him at guard year one. I'm putting him at guard year one because I'm thinking that I'm only going to get one more good year out of Streif anyway, and then he's going to bump out to tackle in 2016. But you can play him at, at right tackle. At right tackle, you can play him at guard. Okay. So you can have so you, so so you can have a new line of Leto, the new guard, and I think that'll be that'll help the line a lot. Um, so that's it. But I mean. And I like it just because I think I think they're not one move away. I mean, Sean Payton today, Andrew, was like, hey, we got to make moves not just for next year but for the future. This isn't really a one-year deal. We got to, you know. So I think they're not – they're like they're, – they went all in this year on Jarris Bird and it they crapped out. Like they need bodies. They need to plug holes. They need they need picks. They need free agents. They need They need multiple things, you know. So – all right, next question. Uh, will Andy Tanner finally make the roster in 2015, Kevin? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, well, they'll find somebody else to fight. Look, Andy Tanner is now the uh, Joe. He's he's now the Joe Morgan who what? Jesus Christ, boy, who was the guy before Joe Morgan that everybody got all hot and bothered about? Adrian Arrington. Yes. Yes, that's the guy. It's it. Yeah, like that's it. It's it went it the it it passed from Adrian Arrington to Joe Morgan to Nick Toon, and now it's passed to. Now oh, you see, he made no impact on me whatsoever. I can't even remember the fucker's name. So it's passed to him. So yeah, it, he's he's gone. <clears throat> he's done. Uh, uh, and and Andrew. This is from Byron von Kaiser. Any chance the Saints trade for one of the 49ers linebackers? They have a ton of depth. Uh, funny you should ask that because it's already happened with Paris Harrelson a couple yeah. years ago. Uh, but, you, you know, I, I think it's time for the Saints to get a little younger at that position. I mean, yeah. you look at what they have with Harrelson, Humber, and, and Lofton, and, and Hawthorne. I mean, it, they just don't have in my opinion, that that young linebacker that's really made it. And you look at what uh, Luke uh, Keekley has done for the Panthers and what a great draft Here, pick he was. Here's a, um, I would love to get a guy like that. Kevin, segueing off of that, here's a fun question from Don Tanaka. Who doesn't get cut, Paris Harrelson, David Hawthorne, or Roman Humber? Who doesn't get cut? Who doesn't get cut? 
I feel like Hawthorne's name got thrown around. Like I, I was hearing Hawthorne's name like during the game. So like, I, I don't even recall fucking Paris Harrelson, uh, pa- Paris Harris, whatever the fuck, uh, his name getting tossed out during games. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think Hawthorne stays and maybe Pat, maybe, uh, Paris goes. Andrew, who do you think doesn't get cut? Did we lose Andrew again? Yeah, we did. We lost Andrew Son again. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. This is a professional podcast of the high. Well, he is out in the middle of nowhere. He is. <laughs> um, is he hanging out in the Greenbrier? Uh, yeah, probably. Um, well, that's a fun question that we'll, we'll ask Andrew. People are people – are, Drew Brees said they need to get back to their roots. Kevin, does that mean they need to go back to Millsaps? I would be in favor of that, yes. Come on. Andrew, you just want to go back to the green bar next summer, right? Well, I, I got to say, I, I was a little nervous. I mean, I know they have a three-year contract, so I don't know how ironclad that is. But uh, I, I will say, just hearing them talk today, I, I wondered for a second if Sean Payton would pull the plug on that operation Obviously, that's a two-hour drive from my house, so I would love for that to happen again. And as you know, I just get a hotel right there in, in the heart of the action, and it's, all the players are there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would obviously love for them to come back. Um, the, the big question is, did, did that cause an issue? Um, I, I think I think that's kind of silly, honestly. I mean, uh, you could maybe argue from a conditioning standpoint. Uh, you know, you benefit maybe from the metery heat a little bit. But other than that, I think really the issue with this team has nothing to do with preparation and everything to do with talent. Yeah, I mean, if they if they were, if they had gone thirteen and three and were like really fresh yesterday, you'd be like, man, the green buyer, it saved their legs. So I mean, <laughs> you, can, you can blame whatever. You, when they lose, you just like blame whatever you want, you know? I mean, I don't. <laughs> the okay. green buyer saved their legs. <laughs> you like that? This is from Sports Cajun. And this might be the most important question we've asked all month. Uh, okay. Kevin, did you get a yeah. second date? Oh, with the gal. Oh, okay. So here's the deal with what happened with her. Uh, and I'm not going to recap the fucking thing because if you missed it, 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 me explaining it just doesn't do it justice. So I basically texted her and asked, so on a scale of one to why the hell would you do that? Uh, how bad was me showing you those tweets? And... <laughs> She responded fairly positively, like yeah. positively in the sense that she was flattered. She just thought that it was uh, like I was, I was putting Jesus Christ. Did we lose Jude again? Yeah, we did. So oh, keep- that I was that I was showing t- that I was putting forth too much effort, and I still managed to parlay more more of a conversation out of her uh, via text. Uh, so on the hotness scale, where does she rank? She she's she's very attractive. Like she's like like this gal is just like. I believe the term that you usually use, Kevin, is smoke show. Yeah, she a smoke show. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. She's a smoke show for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't. No, I'm just kidding. She's a, she, that that's that's a good. I mean, so were you like tweeting like right in front of her, or were no, you no, like no 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 no? She went to the bathroom. Okay. And so I and so and I only sent two tweets the entire night about it just because she went to the bathroom twice and I was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to check my phone real quick and thought I'd, you know, be fucking cute and just tweet how, oh, she looks like, you know, uh, Olivia Wilde and Christina Hendricks kind of like combined. And then I was like, well, I'm fucked. Yeah. But but look, I'm gonna see if I'm gonna see if she wants to go on another date. If she wants to go on another date, then I consider that a victory in and of itself, and there'll be a hell of a whole lot less pressure. Yeah, uh, this is from Mandela. Uh, what is the most crazy thing you four are gonna do in 2015, individually or as a group? Kevin, do you have any crazy wrestling plans for 2015? Um, actually, yeah, let me like, answer. Let me let me answer I for feel Dave. Like the, the crazy, the crazy ones. They've got to be the ones without kids in the personal life. So Ralph and Kevin, I think, lie crazier than Dave and I. 
Well, well, let me just say that for Dave, Dave is going to finally wise up and start investing in making Loyola T-shirts. So, so I'll say that. So I'll there commit to I'll commit Dave to that. <laughs> and 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 he'll teach his kid to head to op to run and operate a foodie blog by the time he turns this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing, we went to Vegas. I'm not doing anything crazy because we are pouring way too much money into trying to have a baby. So, uh, Stop her. <laughs> so it's, so it literally, <laughs> so it, so it limits my options and Andrew, you have two kids. So crazy night for you is probably just drinking a six pack on your couch, right? Oh, um, six pack. You mean like two beers? <laughs> Um, all right, I'll tell you what, my goal, I have two goals. One is to actually travel out of the country in 2015. Yeah. And the other goal is to, uh, be, is to win a, uh, singles title in, uh, in wrestling. Yes. I, well, we have a goal as a podcast. We want to cross 10,000 listens a month. Next year during football season, we we only did it once this year. Um, the Saints winning would probably help that, and a more professional host would probably help that. And um, come on, Ralph, you're our MVP. Yeah. Well, we had a down year. More prepared panelists would probably help. Yeah, that too. We were prepared tonight, though. I had a list of questions. We had that. Oh, we had the cereal open. This is as prepared as we can be. Yeah. Um, Although, in fairness, Kevin pr- probably wins the MVP in a landslide if he just shows up. He probably week. does. He probably does. Um, you Why know, couldn't I have been winning things when I was an adolescent and all this shit would be important to my self-esteem? <laughs> God so, damn it. So this is our well, last. We, we can tell you're hurting, so really we're just trying to build you up. Um, no, <laughs> thanks. I'll tell that. I'll tell that to my date next time. <laughs> I can vote an MVP of the podcast I record. Yes, yes, Kevin. Be sure to tell your next your next date that you're on a Saints podcast, that you talk with three other dudes that blog about the Saints and don't make any money That's, doing it. Be that, sure to tell her that. The only thing that'd be worse than that would give would be giving her a detailed recap of your fantasy football team. That'd be <laughs> the only thing that could possibly be any worse. Or a bad beat. I mean, if you want to commit social life suicide, tell people that you run a blog for the Saints and that you actually go on a podcast with three other dudes to talk about said blog that you make no money doing. Yeah. At least when I do it, they say, what do you do? I don't say – I say I write for WWL. That makes me sound quasi-professional. Yeah, see, we, we don't even have that. So that's like, oh, you're he, – he. They probably, you know, he's 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 professional. They probably spell check his work and everything. So yeah, I, I could probably use that. So Dave didn't show up tonight. Um, when the Saints finished seven and nine, we'll, we're we're here all off season. We could if 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 you enjoy the ridiculousness of the podcast, then the off season is your uh, then your is the off season your dreamland because we get into Kevin date, we get into just movies, we get into just things that have make no have nothing to do with football at all. So if you like we, that, we can get pretty we can get pretty dark too. We do. Right. We get pretty dark and we'll we'll come up with some weird saints. Email us questions if about if Dave has seen this movie or not. <laughs> he has not. Um spoiler quick, alert. If, if you put the Sopranos and or The Godfather, he hasn't seen it. Quick movie review, The Chef movie blows. Got it out the red box. Do not waste your dollar. Have chef. you guys seen American Sniper yet? No, I have not. Wait, that came out already? Yeah. About that one. If you like Dennis, if you like Denzel Washington beating up people and killing terrorists, go see The Equalizer. Okay. So not as good as Man on Fire, but pretty good. So Man on Fire was the shit. Yeah. So if you. So you know it's the off season when we're doing movie reviews at the end of the podcast and not a game prediction, and that makes me sad. Uh, we're not quite done with football season yet. We'll get to things to do when football's over once the playoffs are done. But did, did you did you already read all the uh, questions? I did. I read most okay. of them. 
I read. I read. Look, look, real quick. I mean, obviously, we'll have a long time to discuss this and change our opinions. <laughs> but uh, I'm just curious, real quick, go around the horn. 13th pick overall. What position do the Saints pick? What position do they pick, or what position do yeah. I? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, just just you know, both. You know, just just pick one position that they pick. 13. It can either be your preference or what you think it'll do. It's a lineman. I think it's a lineman. Offensive lineman. Because they never pick a goddamn linebacker, so I'm not even going to throw that out there. They just they just won't. So I'm going to say lineman. Offensive lineman. Kevin? Kev? I want them to trade down. I'm going to be pot. Let me tell you, you motherfuckers and everybody that listens, you are going to get sick <laughs> and tired. tired. And I'm already tired. Because anytime, a fuck, anytime those questions start to come, I'm just going to say trade down. Well, what? But they trade. Okay, so they trade down to. They trade. They get your dream. Trade down scenario, but they still have a first round pick. What position do they pick? Corner. Again? Yeah. God, that's that's bound to fail. <laughs> they they are they're listen listen. Here's what's gonna happen. They'll take a corner in the first. They'll take a corner, and they'll what they'll do is they'll draft some they'll draft some fat guy, some big beefy dude. In round three, and he'll be on the O line for the next ten years. Yeah, some like some college that we've never heard of. Right. Yeah, that that's. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going linebacker. I think Line? they got to get younger. Man, they, when was the last time the Saints picked a linebacker in round one? I'm telling you, it's going to be the second coming of Mark Fields. It's going to happen. It's gonna, it might be Mark Fields. <laughs> it might be. It. I think it is. I think it is. It might. I have to look it up, but I'm too lazy. Wait, so, you mean the last good Saints linebacker. No, the, the last linebacker they picked in the first round. Yeah, it's Mark Fields. Oh my God, that's like 20 years ago. Yeah. So we are old. So on that note, that's a fine way to end this podcast for our fearless leader Dave, who is MIA. For go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got his final grades of the year, and he went soft this week. So read the grades. He's got them both up. Uh. And Saints Nation is always fun. Kevin is on Twitter. Yep. And uh, I'll write a column and, again. And congratulations. You made it through the entire season. No powerful. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is now official. That is great. Can I, can I change my MVP vote on that alone? <laughs> All right. For Andrew, for Kevin, for Dave, who's not here, I'm Ralph Marlboro. Uh Until next week, uh, be well. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. 
Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 